Welcome to Zine Thursday. I am your host, Logar the Barbarian, joined by Skeeter Green of Skeeter Green Productions. Welcome. Or publishing? Is it, Who is knows it? what the P means? <laughs> SGP. <laughs> SGP. Yeah. Well, you could. You could well, you have a site though. Is it? Is the? Is the site? S. What is the actual site? Oh man. The URL. <laughs> the URL is SkeeterGreenProductions.com. SkeeterGreenProductions.com. <laughs> it, it's a little. Uh, it's a little wordy because somebody else had camped on SGP.com. So I, I figure like paying for that. Yeah, you're gonna pay a pretty penny for something that 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 specific. Unfortunately, yeah. these days, in the early days of the internet, I had some pretty some pretty prime real estate uh, URLs there, and I, a few of them. I was yeah. like, oh, if I can get my old URL back and look them up, like, oh no, oh no, <laughs> I wish I would have <laughs> sold it for what people are wanting it for now. <laughs> oh yeah, it, it's berserk. It's oh. it's totally nuts. Yeah, hey, just another form of real estate or something going yeah. on out there's URLs. Yeah. Hey, if people can make a buck off something, they will. Yeah. So let's talk about zines. Let's talk about it. You've made a few zines in your lifetime. I've, I've made a few <laughs> zines. Uh, Valley at a Time series uh, was a six-book zine for Swords and Wizardry and DCC and MCC mashed up. So I've got a little bit of experience there. And now I've got a new one coming out called Underland. And it's a similar format, uh, zine size. It's, you know, five and a half by eight and a half. Uh, again, it's going to be between, it, it hasn't gone to layout yet. It's in editing right now. So it's going to be 24 to 28 pages, mm -hmm. 10 bucks. It comes with one adventure and a breakout the whole theme of this is that every world and every universe is connected underground i like that so you can you can go underground in your homebrew campaign and pop into a forgotten realm city or a greyhawk city or you can pop back up and you're in dark sun you know once you get to the surface or you're on another planet if you want to throw some sci-fi in there, it's a great way to mix everything up. And it was something that was rattling around in my brain, and I decided to go for it. It's, it's called Underland, is that correct? Underland. We had a we. I do a lot. I've done quite a few planar type campaigns, and 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 Sigil was the was from like second edition. Yeah. The city. I loved that. Place. <laughs> I always kind of ran with my own take on like the planes, and one of the things that we did was we had this very like underground dungeon type place where you would crawl through, and there would be various doorways and curtains into yeah. other planes and yeah. it sounds similar to what you're talking yeah. about here. i no, really like that absolutely totally similar i got really into looking at these videos about spelunking yeah and and you know just underground the journey to the center of the earth where mm -hmm. you know you're going down this tunnel and then something breaks and you go through this other weird tunnel and it's like a fungus forest or something it's like where the <laughs> hell did that come from why are all these little people everywhere? You know, that kind of idea. Plus, I mean, it's totally a take on Alice in Wonderland. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, she she falls down a hole and it's in a completely different world. And the first book doesn't get really out there. 
mm-hmm. um, like Alice in Wonderland-ish, but some of the following books are going to get very bizarre. Oh, I like that. <laughs> the The first adventure that's in the first book is called The Mellishire Incident. Mm-hmm. So the PCs are on this, you know, caravan trail. They need to stop over for the night. Totally typical. I try to make those really generic so people can fit them into their campaign. Yeah. Um, with minimal, you know, you don't have to change everybody's location or names or anything like that. But yeah, some sinkholes have started appearing in this little village. And it's not exactly what people think it's going to be. You know, you see sinkholes in a farmland you think oh great bugs or you know purple worm <laughs> not at all not at all i guess we have to we have to wait until we actually play through the adventure to find out what it is oh yeah no i'm not gonna ruin it for anybody but it's it's i think it's pretty interesting the whole setup you said that it more uh and that's one thing we've been saying a lot is we were we've been doing our little uh playing this little hobo's guide game and we've we've talked a lot about alice in wonderland and stuff yeah. like that so I, I that really excites me that whole like like down the into looking glass or down the rabbit hole yeah i'm curious you have any like examples or any kind of anything you can tell us more about how this is in that vein, kind of that rabbit hole through the looking glass type thing when we get in there, what kind of things we can expect to see? So there's the main adventure. So it it takes everybody, and it's designed for low-level characters. Uh, so you can introduce them to this new type of setting. And the book is kind of like a setting collector. Mm-hmm. So so you use this as a skin over grabbing stuff from, from all over everywhere else that you want to throw something in it has the main storyline but there are a couple of places when they're underground like there's a there's a cave-in well in in one spot if you look through what caved in you see this flagstone pathway with these giant columns and it's described to sort of look like the mines of moria (laughs) you know and and you're looking at these columns and you think we're only 20 feet underground how are these giant columns in there because you're at ground level Mm -hmm. so it's like what is happening (laughs) you know we should be able to see those and there's another section where you're crawling through a tunnel and the tunnel gets really sandy compared to the rest of it and it generally gently <laughs> to get the word out start sloping up and then when you go to the surface where you would be at the farmlands it's a desert and and you can make it you know now you're in dark sun or now you're on like a blasted planet yeah but but the the whole concept was i was right in that section was I kept remembering that part from Beetlejuice <laughs> when they go through the door and then it's like, oh, sandworms. Yeah, you know, I hate those. And it's like, that's the concept is when you're yeah. in Underland, if you go around a dark corner, you could end up anywhere. And, and it doesn't have to make sense. It can be totally random. You could have portals. But I always thought it would be cool, like, in somebody's basement, that dark spot under the stairs, mm-hmm. if you just blunder in there and it opens up into like a football field, like how screwed up in your head would that be? I do some mechanics for claustrophobia. I have that really bad. 
Oh, I'm curious about that. I'm curious so, about that. Um, we did, uh, we did, we did stress mechanics, and we were on mothership yep. lately, and that's been the the stress mechanic is, and it's neat how it works in the game. I really like yeah. it. Yeah, it so claustrophobia. I based it on my experience with with it. So it's not like the stress mechanic where that can actually help you. Mm -hmm. If you get badly claustrophobic, it's crippling. Oh no! So. <laughs> You know, there's ways to get rid of it, but I I think yeah. I may have some of that claustrophobia. A little bit. <laughs> I can I, 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 certain spaces I'm not comfortable. And I'm like, yeah, ah. even, even when people give me hugs, I'm like, all right, that's too much. Yeah, I'm not right, much I'm of done. a hugger. Uh, I'm not a big don't, hugger. <laughs> don't squeeze me. No, don't, don't, elevators are yeah. are awful. I mean, I get in those. I'm like, okay, there's too many people in here. <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I get... Uh, cars are difficult for me as well. It's too... Uh, a little... Yeah, too small of a space. I, 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 there's a lot of anxiety there for driving yeah, for me when it comes yeah. to that. And and that's not something that gets captured in a lot of games. Um, like, 5th Edition has their exhaustion mechanic, which I think is really elegant. And the way they use that, I've used that... Uh, a similar mechanic. Uh, I did a... Uh, adventure for Frog God Games, and I did mental exhaustion because I didn't want to use insanity. Yeah. Um, so it's like when you're when you just get tired and you're worn down, it's like you start to hallucinate. Yeah. <laughs> and you know that that's not necessarily game mechanic or for everyone. Mm -hmm. So I start I keep trying to put these things in there as little flavor nuggets, and they're not they're not based on only used in my adventure you know if you like it take it use it in yours use it in your campaign so hallucination in game can be interesting i think that it's one of those things for me running something like that like approaching that there's there's a lot you can do with it and i'm not sure if it's always nailed right <laughs> yeah i went through a phase for a while where uh my big bad guys were leprechauns <laughs> because they could make any illusion happen and people didn't know you know i did it subtle and let it build up and then sometimes it built up too much like oh you see a 15 headed dragon coming at you what do you do and you're like wait what it gets to that point then they're like oh my god this is fake all of this is fake and then they're just like oh my god you put one over on us so <laughs> that, that's always been fun is to kind of do things that people aren't expecting yeah because sometimes you get a little jaded like, oh, you see a seven-foot-tall humanoid. It's like, yeah, I go to kill the ogre. It's like, well, maybe it's not an ogre. <laughs> yeah, after a while of playing, sometimes think, you're using your regular stuff. It can be a little redundant. Like, you reskin things. You got to find ways to make them spicy and flavorful and interesting. Yeah. I think the biggest, like, like uh, shocker thing that I've been able to pull off on game. Well, I'm good at holding those secrets in, right? Like, you got to have yeah. those secrets uh that long run thing and you want to tell your players like oh it's so cool but i will ask so what do you think is happening in game after we're done playing <laughs> oh sure yeah that's i mean that's why we're playing a fantasy role-playing game it's yeah. fantasy you know people get kind of caught up sometimes in the rules and saying oh well you know scientifically that shouldn't happen and it's like really 
scientifically <laughs> in a world where there's elves and dragons, I, I think your uh, I think your suspension of disbelief is a little broken. Yeah, even yeah. I think even the sci-fi most of the time has a large element of fantasy in it when we approach it. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's all the difference in the world between Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, uh, I mean. And I don't know, maybe sometimes there isn't too much of a difference. Maybe sometimes just techno babble making the magic happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was trippy. I, I watched The Expanse. Oh, I love you know, that. And, I love and, that. They're, and they're super cognizant of, you know, weightlessness and gravity and electric boots and stuff, magnetics yeah. and all that stuff. And I thought, you know, that was really the difference of the expanse from other sci-fi shows is is there's hard science in there. Yeah, when I when I when I I, I love those books. I haven't read them. I think I'm like four or five or six into it, I think, but I don't I am not the best scientist. But when I read it, it at least convinces me that this right. is scientifically possible. <laughs> now, you yeah. may know better than me, but I'm pretty convinced when I read them and when I watched the show, that, oh, these are, that's how it's really going to be. From where we're sitting now in the 2020s, looking to the future, it looks like how we might be going, you know? <laughs> well, yeah, like Star Trek with their replicator. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's just a 3D printer that's better. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I don't know that I want to get teleported because I've seen The Fly, but, you oh. know. Oh, that's one of my oh. all-time favorite movies. I love the, uh, the Fly, especially the first couple, like 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 the, the classic. Oh, I love that movie. <laughs> but that's the thing is right now there's so many people uh, coming into role-playing games, mm -hmm. and if they – you know, if they're newish to the game, maybe they don't necessarily know. You can take any inspiration you want and put it in your campaign. It's what I'm trying to do with these zines is more of a confidence builder and toolkit. So people can take what they like and chuck the rest. I don't remember the last time I ran a, a published adventure, you know, soup to nuts. I, I like, oh, that's a cool idea. I'm gonna take that. I think that's usually what I ninety percent of the time I've been I found more success in taking and and, and tearing them apart and using the pieces myself. <laughs> and that's right. <laughs> right. You know, if, if you are confident enough in your game mastering that you can weave these things together, I want to give you more yarn to weave. <laughs> like don't just run it necessarily. But I, whatever, I've, everybody's I, gaming is theirs. Well, if you've got a game, so there's like different ways to run, right? Like there's the, like, what is it? The people call it the railroad style where it's very story right. oriented. You got a very objective goal and you're trying to push your people that you're like, okay, here's the breadcrumb. You have to follow this. If people don't follow it. You're like, oh no, what do I do? You're scattering around. You're right. plan. But then there's right. like the other style, which is a little more sandboxy. One thing I've picked up in gaming is I, I really got to take my cues from my players. It works better. Yes. And and getting those things very so much. I'll run remade adventures, but it's not. You talk to someone who's like, "Oh, Joe, I'd like this part." Well, it was a little different in our game, but we used that remade. You know what I'm saying? Like we take yeah. the pieces that work, and my players don't follow all those, but there's other parts that they'll dig into in that adventure, and you can go with it. And it's just kind of a matter of of 
prepping a few things that you know you can use at sure. certain places. Sure. Yeah, that's um, in in Underland. I put in a bunch of random charts. So if you do get off in the weeds and you don't have something prepared, you're a couple of dice rolls from getting back on track. No, I love it. It's it's very it's very simple. There's directions in the chart. You can find some regular animals down there, and you can find some monsters down there. So <laughs> it's, it's a little bit, yeah, it's a little bit different. Um, I wanted it to feel authentic, mm-hmm. like if a like if a great big hole opened up in your backyard and you went underground, what would that be like? Other than it would be like, oh, no. Well, you said something earlier, too, that I think I need to start doing. Is you were watching a bunch of YouTube videos on spelunking. And I've. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I, I think my cave experiences have been very limited. <laughs> in reality. Well, we actually, uh, where I live up here in the Northwest, we have an ice cave. Oh, that, wow. That people go to all the time. Well, yeah, don't oh wow because when the when it's the best time to go see it is in the spring. Oh. And what happens in the spring? It starts warming. It starts up. to get warm and people have been trapped in that cave. Oh, no, that's not And good. you know, that's one of the things I was thinking of is so if you're underground, if you're you know dungeon exploring or whatever and there's a cave in like what do you do? Yeah. Sure, it it disrupts the adventure in the most pedestrian way to think about it, but oh my god, we're now trapped. And all those adventuring parties that don't take rations or don't have an escape plan, guess what? They're gonna die, you know? Yeah, there's a there was a zine I picked up, and I'm trying to remember what it was called, but it's specifically on like digging and tunneling through that kind of stuff and the whole zine the whole premise of the game was oh boy i can't remember what it was i'll have to find it and get back with you but uh, but like when you're talking about that, like the cave in how do you do that in game like and make it right. interesting because like okay you start digging like is there a mechanic so, to it or anything like that? so the way i did it is i really abstracted a lot of that mm-hmm. um what i did if you get if one of the events that randomly pops up is you get caught in a cave cave in um then you make a saving throw to see how much of it you're in and then you're essentially pinned and you take some minor initial damage because nobody wants their character end to be oh i got caught in a cave in that's lame i mean it may be realistic but you know know, what was the the pc game where you get dysentery Oh, Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, Why did my mind go there immediately? But, but that's that's one of the hard things about designing some of these things is you want to have the enough of a threat for people to take it seriously, but you also want it to be fun and yeah. heroic. And nobody wants to, oh, oh, God, I died from a twisted ankle. No. <laughs> That's weak. You die in the jaws of a dragon. That's cool. Yes. You know, <laughs> you know stuff like that. So, oh, and I've also seen the approach yet yeah, to to death hit points as uh, someone had suggested. I can't remember where I picked this up over the years, but someone had suggested, okay, you're you're dead, 
but you're going to keep on going and you're going to die at someplace cool. You can't like heal your hit points. Oh, work together to plan your, your glory ending as you give it all for everyone else to say yeah. today type of approach. Like, ah, you kicked it at this point. <laughs> yeah. If you have a consistent gaming group and you're all friends, mm -hmm. I mean, you want to tell that story together. Yeah. Cause that's something that you will talk about forever. I mean, I haven't had an in-person gaming group in years oh no so so all of my stuff is at game conventions or online or something like that but when i did have a gaming group there are ridiculous stupid events that happened that we still talk about to this day <laughs> there was a thing called the pork ball express the pork where... ball express <laughs> the 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 group was trying to get down an anthill. So they had killed, I think, a, a dire warthog <laughs> and tried to stuff it down this anthill. And then randomly, one of the guys just said, I'm going to ride it down the hole. <laughs> and, and I think he lit it on fire or something like that. And it was just the image of him describing riding this flaming dead pork animal down this anthill and i was like <laughs> all right i mean you can certainly do that and nobody followed him <laughs> Not a single so uh yeah every once in a while when like when i'm talking to my wife about a plan that goes awry say well, that sounds like a pork ball express <laughs> and now she knows what i'm talking about but she for the longest time thought i was insane <laughs> Well, we're about on time. Could you tell the listeners where they'll be able to back this? Uh, this is going to be coming out. It's not out quite yet, but there should be a, a a Kickstarter page where they can go and follow for when it does launch at the end of the month. Correct. There's a there's a preview page on Kickstarter right now, and it is uh, the title of the Kickstarter is Underland Part One for S and W DCC MCC. D and D. Uh, if you put Underland in, it'll pop up. Uh, it is going to go live May thirtieth and run until June twentieth. So you've got about a three week window. I mistakenly had a brain fart, and May thirtieth is actually when it's my travel day oh, to no. the North Texas RPG con. <laughs> so somehow when I'm in an airport, I'm going to have to launch the Kickstarter from my phone. <laughs> uh, but it is going live May 30th. That is Underland from SGP. Excellent. And where can they find you on the internet and check out some of your other stuff and pick some other things up? And whatnot? Uh, on Follow Facebook you. at SkeeterGreenProductions.com. I've got a web store. Uh, Mud Puppy Games from Jim Wampler also uh, has a bunch of my books. And I just figured out that Noble Knight has some of my stuff <laughs> as well. They just oh, messaged me for a restock. And Goodman Games, uh, if you play DCC or MCC, I'm in the Goodman Games store. Excellent. Well, thank you. Thank you for coming on and, and giving and get, talking to us. It's been good getting to catch back up with you. Uh, yeah. You can find me at Logar Hill Crom on TikTok, on Twitter, uh, and on Patreon. And uh, as always, keep those dice rolling. <laughs>